Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin our celebration of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. We join the drama which unfolds in four acts and the epilogue. Everything Jesus did in his 33 years on earth built toward the weekend that changed the world. Please listen as Pastor Harris begins the narrative in today's slice of this week's Easter message entitled, Three Days Change the World. Jesus actually had two trials. He had a Jewish trial and a Roman trial, and each trial had three phases. So all night he was dragged around and bounced back and forth from one place to another in a massive mockery of justice. First came the kangaroo court at the hands of the Jews. The authorities who led the Jewish bureaucracy slapped together this trial in the middle of the night. The only purpose of this trial, in their minds, was to get Jesus killed. Justice and truth, those were never on the table. Those were never debated. They seized the situation to complete the plot that they had been working on for over a year to get Jesus on the cross. And they wanted to make, them, make it look like they had done the world a favor by getting rid of this troubling person that everybody loved. Jewish trial phase one was before a man named Annas, probably Anas in Hebrew. He was the retired high priest. He still wielded a tremendous amount of influence and power uh, with, the, with the Sanhedrin. And uh, Jesus was taken to him probably as a courtesy to recognize he's sort of the, the, the grandpa of all of the leaders of the Jews. And Annas accomplished absolutely nothing. And he sent Jesus to phase two, which was before Caiaphas. Caiaphas was married to the daughter of Annas, so he was Annas' son-in-law. Caiaphas was the current high priest. Therefore, at that time, he was the president of the Sanhedrin, the the group of 70 priests who had uh, pretty much autonomy over all matters concerning the Jews. Well, Caiaphas was rotten to the core. He had already gone on record that he would prefer to exterminate Jesus than to risk having the power base of the Sanhedrin undermined. In other words, never mind truth. Never mind what is right. Never mind the plan of God. Never mind the evidence of who Jesus was. This portion of the trial is in Matthew 26, specifically verses 57 through 68. The main feature of this trial was they were recruiting false witnesses to accuse Jesus of something that would stick. They were going after blasphemy. But it was difficult to find two who agreed. So they did what any self-respecting court would do. They beat Him up. They mocked Jesus, and they beat Him. And that concluded that portion of the trial. And that brought on phase three of the trial. This was before the 
whole Sanhedrin. This was the official Jewish trial, if you will. All this other stuff had taken place at night. Therefore, every bit of it was illegal. Every bit of it was contrary to their own rules and regulations. Um, Probably for the fear of the people, they wanted to get it done out of public sight. But now it had to be uh, something that was rubber stamped officially during uh, regular hours of business. So now it's early Friday morning. And finally, somebody actually asked a legitimate question. They didn't ask it with legitimate motives, but they did ask a legitimate question. In Luke 22, verses 70 and 71, they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, Yes, I am. And they all braced themselves, wondering, well, I don't know if they were there when the Romans all got knocked to their backsides. And they said, What further need do we have of testimony? For we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. In other words, they're saying, That proves he's a blasphemer. He claims to be God. He claims to be the Son of God. We don't need to hear anything else. Never mind three and a half years of incredible mountains of evidence that He was God in human flesh. Now we have heard what we want. We're going to accuse Him of blasphemy. So then comes the Roman pseudo-trial. Oh, and by the way, they never said anything about blasphemy in this part of the trial because they knew the Romans didn't care about that. They made up some other charges for this part of it. You see, the problem was for the, for the Sanhedrin, they lacked the legal authority to put someone to death. Only the Romans could do that. So they needed to get the Roman authorities to do the actual murdering. This trial also had three phases. Roman trial uh, phase one was before Pilate, Pontius Pilate. Pilate was the the local Roman procurator. He he answered to Rome, but he had that charge charge of that that region for the Romans. He was the highest authority representing the government of Rome in the Judea area. The Jews who brought Jesus before Pilate specified no particular charge against him. It's like they were going to walk in and say, we need to put this guy to death. Uh, You know, sign the papers. Uh, we we just we, we we got to get him killed. That was pretty much all they did. Uh, John eighteen tells how Pilate wanted nothing to do with this mess. He was enough of a politician to realize there's no win in this one for me. Uh, he was bothered by the whole thing, and he said rather plainly, "I find no guilt in him." But they weren't going to take that for an answer, so. Roman trial phase two. This is before a man named Herod Antipas. Herod Antipas was known as the Tetrarch of Galilee. Tetrarch, because that means one of four rulers. When Herod the Great died, his region was divided up among four sons, and there was, that began a whole even more convoluted mess of of things. But one of the four ones, and he was over Galilee. Well, Galilee was where Jesus was from, and so Pilate figured, hey, this is, this is good. My lucky day. Herod Antipas is in town. Jesus is from Galilee, so I'm going to hand this off to him. Well, that didn't work either. Um, he, Herod Antipas was another despicable character in his own right. 
And uh, uh, Pilate sent Jesus to him to, to dodge responsibility and maybe for diplomatic courtesy, but I think he just wanted to make the whole thing go away. Pilate wanted to be friends with Herod. Luke 23, verses 6 through 12, records this phase of the trial. Still no specific charge is brought against Jesus, and he is again mocked by the soldiers. And that leads to Roman trial phase 3. It goes back to Pilate. Pilate was a spineless jellyfish, if you will. Um, By this time, he's panicking. The only one who's really in control of the situation is Jesus, who is actually working all things for the will of God. Pilate does everything he can to avoid doing anything that would alienate anyone. But, oh, is he in trouble. He's got the Romans he has to answer to, the Roman, the Roman leaders. But he has the Sanhedrin that really wants to, to murder Jesus. But he knows that Jesus is very popular with, with, all these, with all these people. And so he waxes perfectly political and blows the whole thing. He's hoping that he's going to get away with setting Jesus free. There was a custom of the um, Romans releasing one Jewish prisoner every Passover. And he figured, uh, Pilate figured, that's how I can release Jesus and not have to, you know, pronounce him guilty or anything like that. But the Jewish leaders got to the people first and persuaded or more likely probably intimidated them into asking for, for the release of Barabbas, a, a robber instead of Jesus. So next Pilate figures, well, Maybe I can find a, a, a middle ground here. I want to set this guy free. They want me to send him to be crucified. So, I know what I'll do, parenthesis, knowing I don't care at all about what's right. Maybe if I just do something terrible to him, short of execution, maybe that'll work. Well, it doesn't work even though he has Jesus flogged, which many people died from, actually. And from this point, the treatment of Jesus becomes worse than what you can imagine. You can read it on your own. The Jewish leaders would have been perfectly happy to execute Jesus themselves. If they had done it, it would have been by stoning, because that was how uh, capital punishment was done under, under their law. But they couldn't do it legally. So finally, the pressure on Pilate becomes too much, John 19, 8 through 16, he finally consents to send Jesus to the cross. So act one is the arrest, act two is the trial all through the night. That brings us to act three, the crucifixion. All that was done through the night, every bit of it illegal, according to anything by Jewish law. And so now it's about eight o'clock Friday morning, And Jesus is sentenced officially to the cross. Now, as was the custom for a criminal that was sentenced to death by crucifixion, Jesus was made to carry the heavy wooden cross piece on the back of his back across across his shoulders. They would lash the arms to it, so you'd carry that big uh, wooden beam across your shoulders. He, He fell under the weight of it. He had to march from where the the trial had finished up at Fortress Antonia to outside the, the city gates where the crucifixion took place. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.